Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. Mama Ganoush is a drag performer based in the Castro. They're also Palestinian. But they haven't always felt like that part of their identity has been supported by the larger queer community. I feel like the conversation is owned by white mainstream gays, Ryan Murphy, for instance, and others people of color like Billy Porter, who have signed pro-Israeli support statements. And I was extremely, honestly, hurt, appalled, angry, but at the same time, extremely disappointed in them. These days, they're working desperately to help their family in Gaza get out. And they're using their art to speak out and push the larger queer community in San Francisco to stand up for all marginalized people, including Palestinians. I feel like the Palestinian issue is a queer issue. And because as a queer community to stand up for marginalized people, we always stand up facing oppression from authoritarian systems. Today, I talk with KQED audience engagement reporter Nisa Khan about how queer Palestinian artists are using their art to protest Israel's siege of Gaza. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Artists have been doing a lot of like demonstrations, a lot of art. I think one of the biggest protests recently was at the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. Eight artists painted and draped over pro-Palestinian messages over their own work. That's just some of the ways that artists have been kind of trying to get their institutions to make a statement on Palestine. 
there was recently a petition for queer artists for Palestine petitions where a bunch of artists, you know, across the country, like 200 plus, a lot of like famous drag queens were signing onto it. And then here in Castro, we had a lot of like queer and trans activists marching down Castro or like blocking highways on Monday for President's Day. I want to introduce another form of Palestinian resistance through art. So Mama Knush is an African-Palestinian drag artist. My parents were both displaced from Palestine, so we had to grow up in Egypt as refugees. So I grew up in Cairo. Currently, Palestinian art forms that we preserve our culture, our indigenous culture with is embroidery. It's depke, which is our dance. It's singing. Uh, it's food and cooking, but also drag. One thing about Mama Noguchi's drag is like it's very Palestinian. Through my drag art, I want to show what does it mean to, to be a queer drag Palestinian artist. I performed with a Palestinian flag. My drag is inspired by sex workers that I used to interview and trans folks for Human Rights Watch that has been abused by police brutality in Egypt before becoming a refugee uh, and coming to San Francisco on asylum. They're like a, a bearded drag artist. They have these big gowns, pearl jewelry, and then sometimes their performance, um, they're lip syncing to, to Arabic songs. And then I was able to perform for the first time on a resistance song for Julia Butrus. It's called Al-Haqq Silahi Wa'uqawim, which means uh, justice is my weapon and I will resist. It's a song that was done by Julia Butrus, who's a Lebanese singer who's very pro-Palestine, for the people of Gaza, two years ago when they, they bombed Gaza. And in that moment, I realized, I was like, I am a Palestinian drag queen. This is resistance. I imagine, like many folks here in the diaspora, they're constantly checking in and, and worried about what's happening back home. What do they tell you about what the last few months have been like for them on that end? I think in the past few months, they've just been like, between kind of their very, very like passionate activism, they're just racked with terror and panic. Uh, Israel killed members of my family the past six weeks. I literally check on the Ministry of Health names that they show about dead people. And I check for my family's last names to see if they're alive or not. Mama Kanisha's family is from Gaza and they have extended family currently in Gaza. I sometimes ask uh, my partner to check my WhatsApp groups. Uh, or ask a friend of mine because I cannot read. Like, I, I just can't. Have artists like Mama Ganoush, Nisa, uh, felt supported by the queer community more broadly in San Francisco over the last few months, would you say? I think at the beginning, I think a lot of people just didn't think they needed to make a statement. And I think um, that was kind of something that a lot of like artists like Mama Ganoush kind of been have been trying to prompt people on.
There's a lot of strong gay voices in the community that are very pro-Israel. That has been, unfortunately, the sentiment across Kotwiner, across Raphael Mendelman, uh, my, my district representative, who are both of them are gay. They say often, like, I feel like I've been let down by my representatives in California. And they say, like, I feel guilt because I voted for Biden and I voted for an administration that is now, like, you know, supporting a um, war on my extended family members and the place I'm from. What about other queer Palestinian artists? Is that something that you've heard from them as well, that they, they don't quite feel that support from the queer community here in the Bay? So yeah, I spoke to Palestinian DJ Zahir Sabo. I am a queer Palestinian uh, DJ in the San Francisco Bay Area. I lived in Palestine from 1999 till about 2008, so about 10 years, from the ages of 6 to 16. One thing that Zahir Sabo says is that often like people are like, oh, why would you... Um, support Palestine, these Hamas agents would want to kill you, so why are you fighting rights for Palestinians? This is being said to him, and he's just like, but I'm also Palestinian. Like, these are not identities I can split. And that's really upsetting because they don't really consider that queer Palestinians actually exist. They're not really taking into the consideration that we are fighting a battle on both fronts. For queer Palestinians, the response to Israel's war has brought up another big issue, pinkwashing. According to Syed Astan, an associate professor of peace and conflict studies at Swarthmore College, it's when supporters of the right-wing Israeli state draw attention to Israel's purportedly advanced record on LGBTQ rights as a way of detracting from and justifying Israel's assault on Palestinian people. One big example of pinkwashing that got a lot of attention happened last November after an Israeli soldier posted a photo of himself standing over the rubble in Gaza while holding a pride flag. The soldier told the New York Post that he had intended to protest Hamas's treatment of LGBT people. One thing pinkwashing does is ignore the very specific struggles of queer Palestinians. One thing that um, Zahir Sabo says is that often, like, People are like, oh, why would you um, support Palestine? These Hamas agents would want to kill you. So why are you fighting rights for Palestinians? This is being said to him. And he's just like, but I'm also Palestinian. Like, these are not identities I can split. It's essentially legitimizing the apartheid mission of Israel by saying that Israel is the only safe place for gay people in the Middle East, which is not true because it's not a safe place for gay people. It's not a safe place for gay Palestinians. Well, given all that, Nisa, how do artists like... Mama Ganoush and uh, Zahir Subo talk about why their Palestinian identity is so important to their queer activism specifically. You can't separate one from the other, right? And I think also it's very tied to people's families and their family history. Uh, like Mama Ganoush said this um, in our interviews is that like I am carrying my family's trauma in like in my body. And I really do think that this moment will bring greater awareness to queer activism in the Swana region, which is um, Southwest Asia and North Africa. Um, it's considered the decolonized version of Middle East. What are Mama Ganesha's hopes with their art and activism? 
I think really the practical one is that people are just looking for a ceasefire. Mama Ganoush, for example, is trying to help their family get relocated to America, their cousin's wife. But one thing that like they said it again and again, if there was a ceasefire, they wouldn't have to leave. People don't want to leave their homes. I really wish one day in my lifetime that I'm able to go to Palestine when this Israeli apartheid state is resolved and Palestinians are free. I think one thing Mama Gunesh also talked to me is that their future hopes for their drag is being able to perform one day in Gaza. Even if I'm 90 years old, I really wish I would love to do that in Palestine. But I wish one day I could actually enter Palestine because I'm not allowed to enter. I also wish to be in Palestine to visit my grandparents' house in Yaffa. Yeah, I think those are just some of those kind of future hopes. But I think right now they're really just hoping for like the immediate violence to stop. Well, Nisa, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That was Nisa Khan, an audience engagement reporter for KQED. This 35-minute conversation with Nisa was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. Maria Esquinka is our producer. She scored this episode and added all the tape. Our intern is Ellie Prickett-Morgan. Music courtesy of the Audio Network. The Bay is a production of listener-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.